0: It's time for Marquette College Game Day. Fought by Cam Jones now in the front court. Chase Ross on a drive to the basket. Reverse layup wow. is good. And he went <laughs> down after it. Number 11 Marquette hosts 16th-ranked Xavier looking to stay flying high. At the free throw line. He's got the open three pure. Sweet Tyler Kohling. Brought to you by National Liquor Mart, Cousin Subs, and Marquette Athletics. Kohling into the corner, Cam Jones, three, around and out, stuck follow. How about that? It's a show, it is a show. Patrick Ewing is seated now. (laughs) Ole Max Prosper with a one-hand dunk follow. Now live from Pfizer Forum, here's Brian D. They don't get much bigger than this. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Marquette College Game Day here on 94.5 ESPN. My name is Brian D. with you until 5.30 this evening ahead of a, what I'm going to call, a de facto Big East Championship game in the regular season between number 11 Marquette and number 16 Xavier. We'll dive further into this matchup in the next half hour. A big opportunity for Marquette, who's trying to exact some vengeance against the Xavier Musketeers and might be catching them at a really good time. I'll explain what I mean in just a couple of minutes. We'll also take a look at where Marquette could be seated on the high end and potentially on the low end come Selection Sunday, which is now less than a month away. But first... It's been a minute since we've gotten together here on Marquette College Game Day, so let's take a look back at the last couple of games for the Marquette Golden Eagles and see how we set up this showdown between Marquette and Xavier tonight here at Fiserv Forum. You know, the last couple of weeks have been interesting for the Marquette Golden Eagles. Since their bye week, so to speak, where they got through their gauntlet stretch against UConn Xavier Providence Seton Hall, Marquette then had their week off and everybody in the Big East gets a week off to kind of rest regroup and push for March Marquette's week off was between their road win over Seton Hall and their road game in Chicago against the DePaul Blue Demons and there was a clunky offensive start to that game Cam Jones injured his hip got a little banged up but Marquette still stormed to an 89 to 69 victory on the road came back home later in the middle of that week and beat Villanova here at FISER Forum, and then the National Marquette Day victory 60-52 to over the Butler Bulldogs before falling to UConn on the road uh, in the middle of last week, rebounding this past weekend against the Georgetown Hoyas. The big narrative from all of that, in my opinion, was that Marquette's once prolific offense had fallen apart a little bit. And I just never bought into that narrative over the course of the last two weeks as much as some folks surrounding the Marquette program and really across the nation that watch college basketball tried to make you. This was, for a large part of the months of December and January, the most efficient offense uh, in the United States of America, number one. So inevitably that pace was going to be really hard to keep up but there was a confluence of things that happened that led to some clunky offensive performances for the Marquette golden eagles in let's let 's keep in mind here let 's keep this in perspective. The offense took a back seat, and this team still went four and one over a five game stretch where the offense was slowing down. So keep it all in perspective from uh, from that viewpoint but a couple of things happened number one. Marquette had a week off, so inevitably you're going to have some rust that comes out of your week off between that road win over Seton Hall and the road win over DePaul. That's number one. Number two, I just alluded to it, in the DePaul game, Cam Jones left in the first half, came back a little in the second half, but ultimately wasn't himself, or himself I should say, after suffering a little ding to his hip. Uh, And that's affected him, I think, for the last couple of weeks as he continues to work back to a healthy state and was as close as we've seen uh, in this weekend's victory over Georgetown in D.C. So you had a week off. You were rusty. Your top scorer got injured. And then you played two teams in Butler, yes Butler, and UConn that posed different issues for Marquette. When we talk about Butler, it's not a good basketball team this year. They're five and 11 in Big East play, 13 and 14 overall. They are tied for the worst offensive team in the country, 353rd scoring 66 points per game. All that being said, they're one of the slowest teams in the country. They try to slow you down, which is a style that Marquette does not like to play. So tempo-wise, they're playing slower. They don't score a lot. And Butler was the final team that Marquette had not played in Big East play this season. So it was an unfamiliar opponent that didn't play the style that Marquette likes to play. You would see why they would potentially have to grind out a 60-52 to victory. And then the UConn loss. Let's talk about the UConn loss because everybody wanted to set their hair on fire after Marquette got boat raced 87-72 to 72 at UConn early last week. Is this team allowed to have a bad game? Think about how far this program has come in two short years since Shaka Smart took over that when they have one bad loss against a ranked team on the road that was top five in the country at one point this season, we all set our hair on fire that's a good thing. In this league, sometimes you're just going to get beat, especially on the road against good basketball teams. And UConn poses a terrible matchup for Marquette with their two big monsters that rebound the basketball so well. It was impressive that Marquette was able to win 82-76 to here at Fiserv Forum earlier this year. So, You can say that the offense has struggled over the last couple of weeks, and it has. You can say that this has been a difficult grind of February for Marquette, and it has. But there are reasons for those things. You don't just have to accept them as the truth and what the truth is going to be going forward. There's a reason that this offense has slowed down from where it was. And there's a reason that it's bounced back like it did on Saturday. And that reason is because they're still pretty damn good. And they've got an opportunity to take the inside track for the Big East regular season championship with a win tonight over the Xavier Musketeers. We will preview this matchup a little bit more coming up on the other side here on Marquette College Game Day. Do you want to remind you our show all season long is brought to you by our proud partners at National Liquor Mart, Cousin Subs, and Marquette Athletics. Join head coach Shaka Smart and our own Jen Latta for Marquette Thursdays at Dave & Buster's in Tosa every Thursday, or select Thursdays, I should say, from 6 to 7 p.m. We do have a show tomorrow night. You don't want to miss it. Marquette Thursdays, 6 to 7, all season long from Dave & Buster's. You're not going to get better proximity and better access to Shaka Smart and some of the players than you are at Marquette Thursdays. Is Dave and is Tosa. We've got one tomorrow night. Head coach Shaka Smart and our own Jen Latta. We'll keep previewing this showdown, this de facto Big East Championship game between Marquette and Xavier on the other side. This is Marquette College Game Day on 94.5 ESPN. Let's call it what it is tonight here inside Pfizer Forum. A de facto Big East regular season championship game between number 11 Marquette and number 16 Xavier. It tips off at 6 o'clock tonight right here on 94.5 ESPN. Marquette College Game Day all season long is brought to you by Marquette Athletics, Cousin Subs, and National Liquor Mart. Stop by at the corner of 16th and National in Milwaukee National Liquor Mart. Packed with deals for all your beverage needs where your satisfaction is there. Plan of Action, open 9A to 9P daily. Let's dive a little bit deeper. ...into tonight's matchup between Marquette and Xavier because, like I said, this is really going to be the winner getting the inside track for a Big East regular season championship... ...and the number one overall seed in the Big East tournament coming up at Madison Square Garden in the first week of March. Marquette's gotten a little bit of help over the last week and a half since their loss to UConn from some other opponents most notably the Butler Bulldogs. Everybody was kind of feeling down in the dumps after Marquette's blowout loss at UConn early last week, and it looked like it was going to be really detrimental to their Big East regular season title hopes, until the Butler Bulldogs did Marquette a huge solid and knocked off Xavier last weekend and got them their third Big East Conference loss. So now as the conference standings currently stand, Marquette 12-3, and Xavier 11-3, half a game back. And then last night, another big result that fell in favor of Marquette, Providence gets the better of Creighton. Both of those teams now tied at 11-4, a full game back of Marquette. So that sets up tonight's showdown, where if Marquette can somehow squeak out a victory here at home and improve to 13-3 and in conference play, they would be a game and a half up on Xavier, Providence, and Creighton with four games to play that would be absolutely gigantic and then Marquette gets Creighton on the road next week and then some winnable games against St. John's Butler and DePaul down the stretch so when I call it a de facto Big East regular season championship game that's why Marquette can create a real nice cushion and an opportunity to win their first outright Big East regular season championship since joining the conference. Another thing that hangs in the balance tonight that's not nearly as important is if Marquette can win tonight, it would be the first time in their 17 years since joining the Big East Conference that they didn't get swept by a team, that they would have beaten every other opponent in the Big East Conference. For 17 years, it's the first time they've got an opportunity to do that tonight. And they could be doing it against a shorthanded Xavier Musketeers team. We know Xavier's already without their second leading scorer, Zach Fremantle. He's been out since the uh, the last week of January with a foot injury. Now, they're going to be out two guards tonight, two backup guards. Dez Claude, he's out with a non-COVID illness, and Cam Craft has a knee injury. He's going to miss three to four weeks. So this is coming at a really good time for Marquette, a gigantic basketball game against a short-handed Xavier team and an opportunity to build yourself a huge cushion in the Big East standings. Tons on the line, and it's going to be a raucous environment here at advise serve for him. So... Big picture, big, big picture. All of that is about the Big East Conference, but really the whole season comes down to the NCAA tournament. What would a Big East regular season championship mean for Marquette? What would a run at Madison Square Garden mean for Marquette in terms of NCAA tournament seating? Well, ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi joined Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN earlier this week to talk about what Marquette's ceiling is, if they can accomplish all of their regular season goals, and potentially what the floor would be if they stumble a little bit down the stretch. Take a listen to ESPN's Joe Linardi with Homer and Tony on ESPN Milwaukee on Monday afternoon. They're going to be a three if, if they stay where they are. The ceiling is a two. There's no room at the end for a one for a Big East team, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Orlando is a real possibility. If you're a four or a five, a 50-50 possibility. Well, right now I have Marquette as a three, which is more like Columbus or So that is ESPN's Joe Linardi joining Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. I think Marquette fans selfishly would want to see the Golden Eagles placed In Columbus, Ohio, in Des Moines for those first game or couple of games in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Easy travel, uh, travelable, drivable cities for Marquette fans. uh, Selfishly, Homer and Tony had some giggles with uh, Joe Lenardi about going to some warm climates, maybe in Orlando, if they can attain that seed. Because Homer and Tony are soft and they want to go to a warm climate in the middle of March. But don't we all? The point is Marquette is looking really good for a number three seed in the NCAA tournament this year. And if I would have told you that at the beginning of the season, that losing the amount of scoring that they did between Justin Lewis and Daryl Morissel and Kirk Wath and the impactful players they lost year over year and not really gaining a whole lot in the way of freshmen recruiting or transfers, for this team to be tracking... To be a number three or potentially a two seed in the NCAA tournament with a Big East regular season championship on the line, you would have taken that 15 times out of 10. Tremendous progress for this team. They got to close though, and that's the one fear, the one hesitation that still exists in this Marquette basketball community is I do think there is still a little P- a little PTSD from. The late February collapses of the last five years or so. Now, the big difference is easy to point out, it's Shaka Smart. And he's a a, a terrific motivator. He's a terrific, uh, in terms of getting his players to stay present, he's very good at that. They're not going to be looking ahead to Madison Square Garden or what this could mean for the Big East Tournament. All the things that we have fun talking about, they're just focused on Xavier tonight. And then after they figure out this game against Xavier, they're going to be focused on their road trip to Omaha to take on Creighton next week. That's how Shaka in this program operates. So if you're one of those fans listening right now, driving out here to the game at Fiserv feeling, oh no, this could be the start of the, the hated February slide, take a deep breath. This is a different Marquette program, and the confidence that you should have in them closing out the regular season is much higher maybe than it could have been two or three years ago. We will wrap things up on the other side and take you closer to tip off here on Marquette College Game Day, live from Pfizer Forum on 94.5 ESPN. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, you can feel the buzz here at Pfizer Forum as we inch closer to a massive basketball game between number 11 Marquette and number 16 Xavier. You can hear it right here on 94.5 ESPN. Homer and the Hall of Famer Tony Smith on the call coming up at 6 o'clock. What's on the line? Well, damn near everything. The inside track to a Big East regular season championship goes to the winner of tonight's game. Marquette could create a game and a half cushion over second place with a victory over the shorthanded Xavier Musketeers here tonight. And it got me thinking today... About the last time Marquette played this big, this important, this impactful of a home game this late in the season. You have to go back a while to feel this kind of buzz about a home Marquette game late into the month of February and potentially early in the month of March. The last one that really sticks out where there was a palpable buzz in the arena and real stakes for this Marquette team was just before the COVID-19 pandemic Marquette unfortunately lost six of their final seven games but they had an opportunity that year I think on five different occasions just with a victory to clinch a share of the Big East regular season title and they weren't able to get it done they had two home games in that five game stretch uh, one of which was against the Creighton Blue Jays and one was against Georgetown and unfortunately they lost both But those were big, meaningful, impactful basketball games here in Milwaukee at home. Unfortunately, the results just didn't turn out the way we all would have liked them to. And then prior to that, I think you have to go back to the Buzz Williams era uh, to talk about impactful home games that really had stakes as it pertained to the month of March that happened here in Milwaukee. I think about uh, Jay Crowder kind of securing the Big East Conference Player of the Year uh, against Georgetown in a big time victory, eighty-three to sixty-nine at Pfizer Forum. Mark, I finished fourteen and four in conference that year. That was not the year, though, that they secured the Big East regular season championship, if I'm not mistaken, or a share of it. The one time that they did, uh, with Vander Blue's buzzer beater, uh, before going to the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden in an overtime victory over St. John. So that that impactful game happens on the road. I think a lot of these games this late in the season. They're few and far between for Marquette where they play this important of a game as it pertains to their March seating in their home stadium. And I think everybody understands that. That's why this game is damn near close to a sellout here at Fiserv Forum tonight. That's why as we were walking in to do this show at 4 o'clock this afternoon from outside Section 103, the students were already lined up outside. There are real stakes for this Marquette basketball program tonight. And It's been a while since this crowd since this fan base has had a game this important this late in the season at home to get this excited about. So I'm expecting a loud, raucous crowd, not just from the student section, but from the season ticket holders and the entire uh, attendance here at Pfizer for when this game takes tips off in just over half an hour's time. do want to remind you once again that Xavier is shorthanded tonight. They're without Zach Fremantle, their second leading scorer. He's been out with a foot injury since January the 31st. They're going to be without two backup guards as well. So Marquette did lose a close basketball game to this Xavier team in Cincinnati uh, earlier this Big East season in the month of January. It was a four-point game at the end of the day, uh, and and all those guys were playing. Fremantle was in there. So Marquette gave Xavier all they could handle in Cincinnati just a couple of weeks back, and now it's never going to be a given, especially against a program as good and as consistent as Xavier has been dating back to their days in the A-10. They're always really good. But given what's at stake, given that Marquette's healthy and given that Xavier is not, and given this game is played here in Milwaukee and not in Cincinnati, it would be a tremendous whiff for Marquette not to be able to take care of business tonight as a six-point favorite on their home floor with an opportunity to create that cushion that we've talked about throughout this edition of Marquette College Game Day. One other big thing I'm excited to see if is real and is back in a meaningful way tonight is cam jones we discussed it off the top of the show he's been a little banged up since taking a hard hit and hurting his hip in a road victory over the DePaul blue demons his shots just been a little bit off for an extended period of time here but the entire team cam jones included got hot this past saturday at georgetown in an 89 to 75 victory three players finished with 14 points cam jones was one of them If he can get back to his own self, where he just becomes scorching hot and is in range from anywhere past that half-court line, watch out. Because that means he's back, he's healthy, and it opens up everything else, most notably Tyler Kolek, to start facilitating and getting to the rim like we've seen him do so well all season long. Thank you for hanging out with us on this edition of Marquette College Game Day presented by Marquette Athletics, National Liquor Mart, and Cousin Subs. Gabe Neitzel has your network pregame coverage coming up next, and then Homer and Tony on the call of this de facto Big East Championship game tonight here at Vicer Forum at 6 o'clock. Gabe Neitzel next. This has been Marquette College Game Day on 94.5 ESPN.